1: It's a new series of the Football League, greeted with a brand new series of raw milk. We're back ladies and gentlemen, let's have it! Gibby, 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 oi. Gibby, hi gibby. gibby, Gibby, Gibby,
0: Gibby, Gibby, I, I, I.
1: It's the 23rd of July and we are coming to you live from uh, Didsbury and Cholton now. We're no longer in Accrington. Uh, it is one day away from Accrington versus Preston North End in our first Pre-season friendly that will be properly seen by fans, I suppose, I guess. We've seen Clitheroe and stuff like that. But we are back. It's raw milk. Series two, I guess we could call this from now. Gibby, how are you doing?
0: Well, as always, always good to see football back. Yourself? Yeah,
1: not so bad, mate. Not so bad. Uh, it's been a while since we've spoke to each other, hasn't it? Well, it's been a while since we've spoke to each other when it's been recorded.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been a long old slog. I mean, over 500 days since the boys have grace the hallowed crown. It's good to be back.
1: Yeah, it is. And are you going tomorrow?
0: I'm actually self-isolating. I was just going to say, restrictions.
1: we can sit here, can't we? And say, oh, it it, it's good to have the boys back, it's good to have the boys back, but neither of us are going, so don't worry about it. We're in the same boat. Um, but as you say, 500 days there since we've seen, anybody has seen the lads in full flesh. Um, feels weird, doesn't it? Feels strange.
0: Yeah, it does. And I think with um, the Euros going, as it did as well, it's sort of been non-stop football in a way for the last couple of months, but it's it's good to get back to the proper stuff. And uh, there's a feeling around, around Stanley fans that even though it's a pre-season game, it's got almost a cup tie feel because we've not been on the crown for that long. I'm absolutely devastated not to be on it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, so it, it obviously we're four days, um, well, five days after now, hashtag freedom day as they they were all calling it on Twitter. But it was actually a day that you got pinged off the app, wasn't it? So it's the, it was the actual opposite of that for you.
0: It was indeed. My freedom day is actually next Monday. So uh, delayed freedom for myself.
1: Yeah, and what a week to be kept indoors as well. The hottest week in
0: record. <laughs> absolute, absolute scandal. And the one day I put my washing out, we had a monsoon yesterday as well. Oh so yeah, that in evening. You will. I was actually yeah, up till about one o'clock last night, uh, chasing a frog around my room. So where, I, where my bedroom is now, a little outdoor area, and uh, a frog got in. Mm. I went outside for about 20 seconds and a frog came in. It went under the bed. So I'm poking this frog with a broom, trying to get it out. Yeah. Uh, I managed to trap it, almost like a big version of a spider. I'm aware it's becoming quite partridge-esque now. But
1: uh, Well, I'm just to... waiting, for the, um, I'm waiting for some sort of gag here.
0: No, there's no gag. I had to get a flower pot on a big piece of card and, and, and treat it like a spider. Pop pot over it, card under, drop it off on the road, yeah. That's
1: absolutely crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've seen a few. I've seen one before in the backyard, uh, but never in the front yard. And uh, like you say, never inside. So fair, fair play to him. wants to sublet, throw me a few hundred quid, we're good to go. Yeah, chuck in the rent, fair play to him. Mm.
1: Um, well, yeah, so it's it's been a while since we've spoken, really, just for various things. Life gets in the way and all that stuff. What's been going on in the world of Callum Gibson that we want people to know about? Anything or everything?
0: I think the same as most other people, really. Um, you know, the Euros took up a lot, a big chunk of my time. Um, and, you know, obviously you throw yourself into work when there's nothing else to do, really. Um, counting down the days until the boys come back on the crown. And uh, trying to survive in sort of the unbearable heat, really. So keeping myself busy. Obviously, I've moved away to Chalton, as you say. Uh, do a bit of missionary work down south, as you say. Uh, hoping to get the taste for sort of quinoa and uh, organic tofu as we go on. So we'll see how we go.
1: There you go. Yeah, so we are we are both situated now. We're in about two miles of each other in sort of the South Manchester area, aren't we? Um, mm-hmm. You've got a bit of shit for that, haven't you? Off a few people, I guess, but it comes with the territory, mate. Welcome to the club, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, emigrating is always difficult, um, but over time I'll adapt to a new life and a, a new way and new new customs and ways of doing things. Your skin's looking better already. I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the glare from the window.
1: Yeah, there it is. Text it it the grease off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely does. I mean, so we we never ended up getting round to doing a sort of end of season review, did we? Um, after the last couple of games, and you know, I don't really know why we did do that. We why we didn't, but it was it was basically what we thought it was going to be—the end of last season, wasn't it? For Stanley, we overall a massively strong year. Um, something we can look back on, our best ever season. But you know, we just fell short, didn't we? Just just at the last couple of hurdles.
0: Yeah, and it's a strange thing, isn't it? I mean, it's a, gr- a more successful ever season, um, but the way we sort of fell off towards the end took a little bit of a you know the, the sting out of it. Um, but the good thing from our point of view is how many points of the players to be finished in like six, seven, something like that. And you remember, we got to remember we had that horrific run of say, I think it's like one winning twelve or something like that. So you just draw a few of those games or win two of them and you're in the playoffs. We were clearly good enough last year to do it. I mean, we beat a lot of the top sides, even in the last game of the season, uh, you know, away at Pompey, spoiling their party. We, we, we're a bloody good outfit. and uh, But for injuries, you know, it's it's all sort of Captain Hindsight stuff, really. But um, the consensus among the faithful seems to be a backstrad and took a knock. We probably would have snuck in, you know. I certainly think so anyway.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, and I think that, like you said, that's just football, isn't it? A few, a few little goals here and there, a few injuries, that a few poor performances, poor goals conceded, not enough chances taken. Like you say, being six or seven points away from the playoffs, you look back at it and you think, wow, well, what could have been? But um, overall, like we said on our, on the last time we spoke to each other, nothing but nothing but you know positive things to say about that last year. Um, and I don't know, it, with with the additions that we've made this year, which we're going to talk about in more detail, of course, I think there's there's cause to be optimistic going into this season as well. I mean, I put my hands up. I wasn't at Clitheroe either. I haven't watched the team at all in the build-up to the season so far. I won't be there tomorrow. If I'm completely honest, the first game that I'll probably see, if I do end up going, is Wickham on the first day. That's probably the first time I'll see the team, in the flesh at least. Um. But yeah, I think a lot of us are cautiously optimistic. Well, to be honest, on social media, a lot of the fans aren't even cautiously optimistic. A lot of fans are just, we've already won the league. But I think, you know, realisting in are, even myself, the ultimate pessimist, is looking towards that mid-table, mid-table area as, um, as a must rather than being in the chasing pack this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got a little bit more pessimism still. Um, because, you know, I said before, we've had 20-odd unspoilt years of glory, really. Uh, we've had more glory in the Coleman era than most clubs get in a lifetime. And the pessimist in me knows it must come to an end at some point. But I can't see it being next season. I, I simply can't. And even though I still, I still would say at fifth bottom, I'd snap your hands off, I think we'll comfortably come mid-table, if not better. I think the squad knows what this league's about now. Uh, the young players have sort of come to the fore. Uh, we've added quality. We've kept a lot of players. You know, even big, big players like Dion Charles. You know, it looked like a given at one point he was going to leave. Still there. You know, how often in the past have you been able to say Accrington Stanley can keep hold of players that some clubs value at a million pounds? Madness.
1: Well, let's start off with that then. I was going to save that till a little bit later, but we have to talk about the front two. Um, there's been a lot of noise in sort of pre-season about Colby and Dion possibly going probably at least one of them going, that that noise seems to have died down a little bit just at the minute. I know that there's a long time to go and these things probably happen, you know, during the first couple of games of the season. You know, I've seen a Hull knocking about for Dion, Nottingham Forest as well, I saw on Twitter. And then for Colby, I think it was Ipswich that were rattling around for a little bit as well. Um, there's There's been nothing major where I've... I haven't heard anything more than just sort of Twitter rumours, really. Yeah. Have you seen anything about that?
0: Yeah, the similar things. I saw the Hull and Ipswich rumours, you know. When we played Pompey at home, you know, Danny Cowley made a big big song and dance about, you know, if it was a higher league club, I'd probably sign them both. They worked that well together. Um, but I think it's the flip side of still having a little bit of that little old Aki about us that we can hold on to players because bigger teams have that thing of it's only Accrington, they've only done it at Accrington. A whole, you know, for a Hull fan, for example, if they sign an Accrington player, it's what you're doing. Whereas they sign, say, a Portsmouth player, oh, that's great. We're in reality on the pitch, we're we're not too dissimilar. So it it sometimes goes for us, like going under the radar and being a little old Aki sometimes. And also, you've got to say, we're in the position now where we can offer, you know, two, three-year contracts as well. Um, And, you know, Corley may well have said to them, there's a few clubs sniffing, but, give it a year. If you do it again, your stock will rise and uh, you'll get a better move. So there is that as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, just, you know, just through through your experience over the years, watching Stanley and general feel of it, do you do you see us holding on to both those two this summer? If, if you were going to be completely honest about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, this might be a bit controversial, but if we had to lose one, I'd rather it be Dion. I think Colby Bishop is so instrumental to the way we play. Um, And he's one of those players that you don't realise. A bit like Paul Mullen used to be. You only really realise how good he is when he's not playing. Everything goes through him. He brings everybody into play, makes everything happen. Um, And he gets quite a lot of goals as well. He's he's, he's a complete complete striker. Uh, Dion's had a very good season. Got his Northern Ireland cap fair play to him. Um, But, you know, being a little bit picky... um, it's that Andy Cole thing of needing four chances to score one sometimes. So I'd like to see him stay and develop himself a bit better. And if he gets a bit more clinical and gets a bit better with his final ball, he could get a better move. I think if someone was going to come in for them, they would have come in by now. Uh, but if Dion keeps banging them in, I reckon January might be a problem for us. But at the moment, I'm confident we'll kick off against Wickham with both of them.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, I I, I think if I was going to be honest about it, I think... Like you say, I think we may lose one of them at least. Um, I think at this point now in the season, you know, we're a week away from August, two weeks away from the very, very start of the actual season. I think if to lose two would be nothing short of a bit of a disaster. Now at this point, um, you know, if you if you just yeah. said it a month ago that two of them were going to go, at least we've got a bit of a chance to build and go with another, mm-hmm. you know, another couple of signings. If we lose That's two fun. of them now. It feels huge. Well,
0: there's not, there's not, there's, there's no sort of uh, as COVID restrictions have eased, it's much easier than ever now to, to buy a toaster for your bath, uh, should that happen. So there is that sort of um, insurance there as well. But yeah, if they were to both go on now, after riding out with a bit of interest, it would be a sickening because you have not got time to get a replacement in, and, you, and you're certainly not going to get you know two strikers who are going to get at least fifteen goals each in in, in in you know two weeks' notice. You're taking gambles on. You know, loans and non-league players again, aren't
1: you? You know, as as we always do, and it's come off. But mm. yeah, I don't, I don't. As you say, I think we may lose possibly one. I think eventually, of course, if they keep playing like they will do, they'll they'll eventually go both of them. Um, mm. I'm just, I'm interested in in sort of where the club probably sits with it. You know, if if you were to speak to Andy Hall and he was going to be completely honest about it, I know that on Twitter he'll probably say. You know we've got the money to keep two of them, and and we don't need the we don't need the um the transfer budget and stuff like that. Uh, sorry, the transfer fee. I wonder if he was going to be completely honest with COVID and having you know nearly eighteen months of not having any fans come through the door. Would he truly want to you know want a club to come in, and would he want to get rid of one of those two? I I always wonder if that plays a part of it. I always wonder if you know we're not necessarily that selling club anymore. But we're building all these, you know, these new stands and a new sort of uh, bar and things like that. I wonder if, you know, a tidy little million pound for Dion Charles wouldn't go amiss, would it?
0: I mean, when you say we're not the selling club anymore, I think what you're getting at there is that we're not the sort of bargain basement anymore. You know, in the past, if we had a million pound player, he's had to go for 10 grand to keep the lights on. You know, now, if we need to, we'll still sell. Um, And if the offer's, you know, outrageous, we will sell, but we don't have to. Uh, but you've you got to factor the player into that as well. You know, it's all well and good, us turning down six-figure, seven-figure bids, But if, if a player wants to, to go and play for a bigger club, it's very, very difficult to stand in the way. Uh, and, and depending on their attitude, Corley might not want that kind of player hanging around reluctantly. So there's a few factors to come into play. But I think if you were to get offered a substantial seven-figure fee and being shrewd with the add-ons, I think we'd find it very, very hard to turn down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I might be
0: wrong, but that's what I feel.
1: No, I I don't think that's anything new, as well, is it? And like you say, we're not the bargain basement, but we can't. We're not going to put our nose up at, like you say, six, seven, seven seven-figure bids, really. Um, Okay, well there we are with the front two. Like I say, we're going to go into a bit more detail um, on all of the signings as we carry on. We've done fifteen minutes before we've been able to ask you though, what have you eaten for tea? Because it's a Friday well, evening, so that's treat night, really, for a lot of people. The reason that I'm missing the game tomorrow is that I'm at a wedding all day for a work colleague. So I've been trying to lose weight and look good for the pictures. <laughs> so I haven't been eating a lot. I haven't eaten a lot all week, really. Um, what have you treated yourself to on this Friday eve?
0: Yeah, the, uh, nice chicken madras, naan bread, nice bottle of Belgian pale ale. Rate right good, rate right nice. Ooh. Very nice. And where
1: was that from?
0: Uh, well, I made it. Oh, you made it yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the Ak- Ak- akron Jamie Oliver. Um, uh, I actually utilised, you know, the a Stanley connection there because I got the spices and the sauce from uh, the supermarket chain founded by Michael Little. So it all comes full circle, doesn't it? I am mean, I mean, You're shaking it, your head and you're yeah, right to do
1: so. a terrible, you know, it's not a good bit of radio, that, but of course I'm shaking my head like the rest of the people listening to that. But fair enough, mate. So, you, are you drinking anything else now? You've had a Belgian pale ale.
0: I've got a bottle of wine in the fridge, and I might, I might crack it out. But that's doing nothing for the uh, the South Manchester image, is it?
1: Mm. You know, it
0: was a gift, though. To be fair, it was a moving in gift, so it is free wine. It's definitely, kind of it's
1: definitely adding to your South Manchester image. It's not mm. doing anything for our street rep, uh, street rep, though.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not even screw top. It's got a cork. Yeah, so, I think
1: I think that's acceptable. Then
0: um, I'm a change man. Yeah, no, you are. it's uh, um, it's that things. I can't go out. You don't want to get the taste for it, and then want to go out and get more. But uh, having said that, even when I was in Aki, Uber eats at three in the morning, bringing you a creative. hamstel. still that oh, is yeah. just, that is that is what the internet was invented for, my friend.
1: We did we did what was that night when we did. Was it like th- we got quoted thirty-five quid for a bottle of gin or something like that? Absolutely yeah, extortionate. Yeah,
0: yeah. To be fair, if you're if you're in a Continental Discount store, they'll do you twelve amp store for like fifteen quid. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's good. If you got co- if you co- like a three quid delivery, it's not too bad, really, is it? You know? True. True. We're not sponsored by them. Although if you want to chuck us some money, you know, lads, just yeah. just key, uh, you know, write a check.
1: Keyword there, yeah. Not sponsored yet by them. Um okay then. So yeah, you had a madras. I've had salmon. Um, mm. you'll be annoyed because I actually got mine from Aldi obviously massive rival, rival the, of my the Derby it is yeah it's the Scrot Derby isn't it um, it's, it's the don't even, want to
0: go to school with those bags Derby if yeah.
1: yeah it's not even Scrot, is it going Aldi it's absolutely no. class um, I'll, tell you,
0: I'll tell you something about Aldi Aldi's actually been ruined by the middle class you see so many BMWs and Porsches on the car park and the prices are going up because of that you know so I don't go in your waitrose or your booths. You stay at of my old Little. That's the deal. Yeah. You know.
1: Scumbags, man. They ruin everything. People ruin everything.
0: Uh, so there we are then.
1: Um, so w- are you going to try and watch the game tomorrow? Is it an iPhone or anything like that?
0: Not being streamed, is it? For the old uh, follow-by text. Oh, follow-by the text school. on the website, I think.
1: Old school. Or radio.
0: It might be on Radio Lancashire. If it is, I'll try and get that. If you've, got an,
1: if you've got a literal radio, that is only, though.
0: Be friendly, so it might be different. Mm. Ah, yeah, EFL, potentially because FA Cup and uh, League Cup games are online. It's just the EFL rights they don't have. Oh, okay. So friendly is just, I think, a, a kickabout between two random teams, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and it's added to it's Preston as well, so it probably will be picked mm. up by radio links. Yeah, so might stick it on. Okay, fair enough then. So, um, go on, Dan, put it on. Yeah, go on, Dan. Um, what are your thoughts then on Wickham away? Are you are you planning on going? Do you have any plans yep. yet?
0: Oh, absolutely! It'll be debauchery. Yeah, every every red in the country. It's a rallying cry. You need to get to Wickham if you can. Um, it's just going to be disgusting, old school debauchery. Um, and like you say, we've we've only really got good memories there. Really, even when we were struggling in sort of mid-table, you know, League Two mediocrity. I remember we used to, you know, nick a point or a win there on quite a regular basis. I remember Kenny Arthur playing once there, having a blinding game. Paul Mullen scored with a smash and grab, 1-0 win. I remember Jay Harris scoring there in a 1-1 draw. We they used to put us in the side before they used to put us behind the goal? Uh, obviously, the 4-0 when we thought we were up before that game, that shall not be mentioned. The 1-0, uh, sorry. The 1-0. Yeah, the 1-0, sorry. The, the 4-0 yeah. was the season after, wasn't it, when we could have yeah. won the league, when, when uh, Zanzala scored that penalty. Yeah. But we've had but great memories. They're quite a friendly club. I mean, the only thing you can knock them for really is the location of the ground. If you put that in the town centre and have pubs around it, it would be one of the best away days. Yeah, right, so, I yeah, mean, looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I am as well. And before the fixtures came out, I I said if it was going to be, you know, I really hoped that the first game was going to be an away game, far away because I had the impression that everybody would still go. So it'd be, I was hoping for someone like, I don't know, Gillingham or somewhere like that. Yeah. Well, even not somewhere where, you know, people wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. You wouldn't usually go. Yeah. I mean, Wickham, I've been, I've been twice anyway. I was hoping for maybe somewhere I hadn't been before, but it'll do me because I think, I do think that we'll take obviously more than we would do usually. Um, And like you say, just a rallying cry. I think that after however many days it's been, 500 and odd days, certainly to watch them away. The last time, I was having a little look today, the last time that we saw them play away was Bolton away 0-0 on the 29th of February last year. Yeah,
0: I wasn't there. I was at a a works night out in Newcastle. So I haven't seen them
1: play away for for longer than that, really. Trust me, you didn't miss much. And then Mm -hmm. the last time that we saw them score away was Shrewsbury away on the eleventh of February, where we won nil two, I can't even remember that game. Oh, is that Bobby the game? Bobby Grant. Bobby Grant scored. Yes, I do remember it. Mm. Um, and that's the last time anyone saw a Stanley player score away from home. So, oh, actually, we played at Shrewsbury this year. That was home fans, though, wasn't it? They had home fans in. Do you remember that? Yeah. So yeah, yeah from a Stanley from a Stanley fans' point of view, a really really attractive prospect that, and one that. We've taken big numbers to Wickham before. I think that we should be doing the same this time, really. Um, looking at the first five games that we've got them, Wickham, Rotherham, followed by Cambridge at home, Doncaster at home, Crew away. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Obviously, Rotherham is a League Cup game as well. The, the most boring of League Cup games, I think, we seem to play them in Cups all the time. And they, it always seems to be a way... And they always seem to beat us, I think.
0: The League Cup's an interesting one because of how the seeding works. Uh, If you get through that, you you genuinely tend to get a good tie. Um, So, you know, we we beat Bradford to get the Burnley game, then the West Ham game. You know, we've had some nice ties in that competition before, Newcastle as well. Um, So although it's a bit of a a a blag and not the easiest of of trips, they're looking to go up. I can't imagine they'll take the League Cup too seriously. Get through it. Nice, juicy tie at home maybe our friends from Lower Darwin welcome them to the crown. Ooh, That's the dream.
1: Be, that'd be delicious, wouldn't it? Um <laughs> I think if you like you say the it opens up the draw a little bit, I think that the um I think that the owner would be rubbing his hands at a juicy little full full attendance at the Crown Ground there on a on a lovely little Tuesday night. Um Cambridge at home then, a team that are coming up as champions, I think, if I remember that rightly, maybe not. Maybe
0: yeah again you know it's it's another battle of the educational heavyweights isn't it across against Cambridge um you know we, we can all we can all roll boat mate nothing special about that um they're a strange little team Cambridge they, they remind me of us in a way um they just sort of flit about in the lower leagues and it's one of those that almost arrogantly you're looking at it going home win but it's a bit of a banana skin. You know, similar to that, what other clubs do with us. I'm looking at it going, yeah, we should win that. But I don't know anything about them, really. Should we win that? It depends how the first couple of games go, because they'll come up, they've got the novelty, they'll have the bounce, they'll be on that crest of a wave. Um, if it's hard going for them and they lose their opening two, then I think we'll smash them. But uh, yeah, not, not one to get the appetite going. Um, but again, first home game, it's post-Covid, it's going to be some atmosphere. And again, the rallying cry, you know, if you're in Accrington and District, you get this centre at Crown Ground, because it's all going off. That's it.
1: And like you say, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily look like that juicy of a tie, but if we were going to be honest and say, we'd rather have a team that wasn't that exciting for that first game, because either or it's going to be bouncing, isn't it? You'd say, um, like you say, I think a, a massive, a massive factor in that was, will be how both sides have started. Um, you know we've we've had we've had runs terrible runs haven't we when we've lost the first couple of games we've also had fantastic runs when we've when we've won the first game I think that their confidence will be up and down depends on that first game and it'll be their fans' first away game as well which I think could be a factor as well I think that they'll be they'll be coming up as well and absolutely looking forward to it mm.
0: No, it is. it's um, it's banana skin territory. Um, but again, fans—we've all done this. We're all—we're all very fickle based on the opening couple of games. I can—the <laughs> first season in League One, if you recall, we lost the opening game two 0 to Gillingham, and I spoke to about four people who said we'll not win a game. We're going straight back down. We won't win a game <laughs> in League One. You know, because if we'd have won that two nil, champions. You know, it's the way it goes for every fan. We all do it. It's the same thing as when you have a game in hand in your head. You add three points on, don't you? You always do it. We've got three games in hand, that's nine points. You can't help but do it. So hopefully, get off to a good start. Home fans are back. There's a lot of people buying season tickets for the first time. A lot of people wondering what it's all about. A lot of people seeing the building work and so on. Let's get them in. Let's get it rocking. And uh, you've got to think. We came five, six, seven points away from the playoffs last year with no fans. We have a small ground. The fans are close to the pitch. You can argue that our fans have more of an influence on games than some other clubs. So if those fans are worth five points a season, if they're sucking that ball in, we're going to have a really good goal this year. So enjoy it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Followed by Doncaster at home as well. Always a game that I think is a really, really good occasion. Mostly because they bring quite a large Mm. fan base, don't they? We've had some crackers. We played them on the first day, do you remember, a few years ago?
0: Yeah, 3-2, wasn't it? Chapman gave away a penalty and saved it. And then Chris Eagles set up uh, McConville for for a World to win it later on.
1: Gorgeous, yeah. 3-2 win. Yeah. That was the, nice the year day. the year after the playoff uh, defeat, wasn't it? I remember. Oh, yeah. Really hot day. A packed out house, well, in their end, um, in true Accrington style. But yeah, again, a big club, a team that were there and thereabouts last year as well. Um, a team, but again, a team who we matched last year, a team who we we beat away from home late on in the season as well, didn't we? So nothing to, you know, these teams are coming and they're coming with memories of last season as well. Nothing, I to... think, you know,
0: I think that the t- the, t- the times are changing and I think other people, other teams do look at coming to Aki with trepidation now. Just based on snippets I've seen on forums and things like that, I don't think they're doing that Accrington away three points thing anymore. It's a fortress now and long may it continue. It's funny you should say that
1: actually. A friend of mine at work is a Walsall fan. And he said that he went to Accrington away once and he, he said, I remember put, walking into the, walking through the town and walking into the ground and he said, without being rude he said I've, I've never seen a sh-. He said I thought to myself I've never seen a shit all like it like we should we should absolutely deck these." And he said, in true Accrington style we would we beat them three 0
0: Yeah well I can't remember who it was there was a, there was a former Plymouth player. And they asked him, you know, what are the hardest games to play in? And he said, Accrington was always hard because you're talking sort of pre Clayton End roof, well, post Clayton End roof, but pre- when the cowshed was still there and things like that. And he said because you knew it was a big League Two game and you knew they had a good side, but it was so hard to motivate yourself in those surroundings. You just couldn't get going. And he said, I used it in the, uh, I used it to inspire us to promotion once you know, in the changing room, saying, Do you want to come back here? You know, and that's what you like to see. It should be a chateau. All the fans I'm glad they have a good time in the beer tents and things like that, but I don't want to roll over and tickle people's bellies. You know, I want Barnsley to come here and get dicked and then to kick off and go home crying and try and get the manager like Portville did that time to greatly you know, oh. i don't want I don't want this great day out. you're saying that, but I want you to enjoy the day out but but get hammered on the pitch absolutely, yeah. Second
1: fortress Sacramento. Um So then they're the first four games and then we go crew away, 21st of August, um, mm-hmm. which we were saying just before we came on, on didn't we, that you used to look at that as a real sort of, it was a real one to treat. look forward to, a treat. Um, but you sort of look at it now we are a bit like a,
0: Meh, Yeah. I'm not really you were asked. Going to the, you were going to the fix and you went, yeah, Doncaster at home, ah, crew away. Like that. Yeah, it does feel like that. And I don't know why,
1: because I've always yeah. had good experiences there. It's, you know, the, the ground is is in sort of the town centre. It's, well, it's right
0: next to the railway
1: station. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I get that thought, but it's a bit of, a, it's just a bit of a meh. I think it's because they're close. You think of it as, as quite a close game, but then of course the, they're not really a rival in any case. So they're eclipsed by Morecambe Fleetwood, all the teams that we have around us. They're sort of just there. They're just sort of there existing, aren't they, for us?
0: It's a strange place, really. I always say it's as far south as you can go and still be in the north. Like once you get there, all their reference points are in the south. They talk about Stafford and places like that. Um, You know, it's as far south as you can go and still get Granada reports. Um, and like you say it's close we have a good record there it's a tired little ground you can make a lot of noise in the ice cream van stand um, it's next to the railway station there's pubs near it it's got all the hallmarks of a great away game but I agree there's just something about it you can't motivate yourself for and that'll change on the day don't get me wrong I'll enjoy it but I, I think I don't know I think when we when we used to play them because when I was you know a young lad I remember crew as being a championship team you know so it was like oh you know crew big club but for many years, we sort of surpassed them, really, on the pitch. Uh, I think he sort of levelled out over time. But uh, I'm sure it'll be a good occasion. But it doesn't have the same fervour it once did. And I think that's testament to how much call he spoiled us, really.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um. So yeah, go on then. I'll put I'll put you. I'll uh, put you in the hot seat then. Um, four league games there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Two at home, two away. How many points do you think we have after four games? Okay, four. I mean, it's complete guessing. Eight its work, isn't it.
0: Eight. I'm going. I'm going draw with Wickham, beat Cambridge, draw with Doncaster, beat Crew.
1: Okay, eight points. Yep. I will say. I'm going to go five points. I'm going to go one win I think the win is Cambridge at home I think we will draw at Wickham I think we may lose to Doncaster and then we'll draw at Crewe
0: five points I think we're just going to get we're going to get a court injunction um, from the makers of the football pools for that little segment there so um, if you don't hear the podcast for a while that's why yeah. being dragged through the courts but yeah I think um, I mean in my head in my heart if, if I had if you put a gun to me and it was sort of there was something big at stake I'd probably change Wickham away to a loss um, because they finished the championship season so well and they only went down on goal difference at the end of the day which also gives me hope that if would be worth to sneak up that we could survive but that's a story for another day but uh, yeah I never really sort of opening four or five games would, would, would back us to lose but I always take a point away
1: like you say, the old Eric Wally adage, isn't it, that? Um, yeah, yeah. Win your own games, draw your away games and go up as champions. Um Correct. So with those in mind, I was I was looking at um other fixtures throughout the season that take my fancy, especially ones in the build-up to Christmas. Um, so we've got 11th of September is Sunderland away, which mm-hmm. we, of course, have only enjoyed once as Stanley fans in that Friday night game. we didn't go did we the second time because it was supposed to be the last game of the season and the season got curtailed curtailed. and then last year we drew 3-3 but obviously none of us were there so that'll be something to look forward to nice and early in the season Uh, we've got Morecambe away 25th of September which we haven't mentioned yet but congratulations to our friends uh, over the other side of Lancashire for joining us in League One what a season they had last year Uh, I know we were joking about it weren't we throughout the season but where we sort of stuttered and stopped in our season, they just got they just got better and better, didn't they? Um yeah, so fair yeah. play to them. And at one there you go. Though they they got better and better. They did really well, and we still took the best player off them at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, brilliant. I mean, that's a signing. Even if he never kicks a ball, that signing, John O'Sullivan, it makes you smile. The yeah. same sort of outrage as uh, as the Adam Phillips signing last year. You know. We can do it now, lads. We can come. You might finish above us. You won't. But even if you do, we can come and we can just cherry pick your players. You know mm.
1: what I would We're say is, now. It, they might beat us. They may beat us because anything can happen on the day. I don't think they'll come above us. No,
0: I, I mean, think I so. think, I think, I mean, if you take the, the even if you take the rivalry hat off, I think it'll be an outstanding achievement if they stay up really? um, with that mm. wage bill with the manager fucking off. Um, I do think it's a real four going down as well I think they've got the real real backs against the wall with them really um, you know I'd, I'd like to see them do it as long as they don't stay, finish above us I'd like to give them a hammer in uh, but uh, it's good to have that proper derby yeah, because Fleetwood's it's... not you want to beat Fleetwood but and they are dickheads but it's not I don't know it's not the same is it no, things I think... like Blackpool they're bigger than us I know they're up now but it's not a derby is it you know what I mean yeah
1: the, the, the key moment, I think. The key word there is, I hope that the I hope that they do stay up, but obviously never at the expense of us. Um, like you say, it's just good to have them back in the league. I love Morecambe away, as I mention all the time. It's it's the most said word that I probably say on this podcast. Um, yeah. I'm really I'm really looking forward to I that. I Believe,
0: I mean, remind, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that Peter Murphy may have scored a goal at Morecambe away. Have you ever talked about that before? Um, I think we covered it briefly.
1: Um, but yeah. what I might do is in the build up to the 25th of September, we might do a special on that, um, and just, just like look that. at just look at it in real detail because I just, don't think just, we just haven't play been it on able loop. to do that. Just play it on a yeah. loop, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that fixture. There's absolutely nothing that could happen in the world. That I mean, if would you're a Stanley fan, away from that,
0: if you're a Stanley fan, you've got a lot of annual leave to use up. You know, take that week off from the 11th to the 25th. Uh, well, that's more than a week, but you know what I mean. Uh, take those couple of weeks off because we've got Sunderland away on the eleventh of September, more away twenty fifth of September, is it? And in the middle of that, you've got Wigan at home. You're Sunderland, Wigan, Sunderland away, Wigan at home, more away. That's a that's a mouth watering couple of fixtures, isn't it? Oh, it is, Cause, yeah. Because Wigan, Wigan will have the novelty because we've not been there with fans.
1: Yeah, you know? and I think and Wigan even coming to us as well. I think they'll bring quite a few as well. Um, I, mean, I think we, I think Wigan away is New Year's Day, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm uh, looking which, forward to the the Wigan chant at Wigan.
1: Yes, that'll be good. Yeah, mm. that'll it's be incredible. Niche. Actually, yeah, very niche. Um, but other than that, then, so the Sheffield United games, which of course are going to be
0: Wednesday. Sorry, yeah, I've wrote Chef U there. You're actually banned from Sheffield now for that.
1: Sorry Sheffield Wednesday fans. Um Sheffield
0: United gave us the greasy chip butty song and you've just done that to them. Hang your head in shame.
1: Yeah. Sorry Sheffield Wednesday fans. I was just getting mixed up there with the bigger team in Sheffield. <laughs> nice
0: save. It's <laughs> so, got Sean being on here.
1: So um that's the 20th of November we play them at home and the 18th of December away, which is a nice little a nice little st- sort of saturday afternoon to get yourself completely hung over for the christmas week isn't it it is indeed
0: a little treat for the advent calendar Ooh. that'll be
1: gorgeous can't wait for that that's going to be quality um so yeah with that in mind then um positive fixtures to look forward to in the build-up to the first couple of months of the season uh shall we do our first grey and branch fact of the week of the season we can indeed go on then after you sir take it away Graham Branch Fact of the Week It's the Graham Branch Fact of the Week
0: Graham Branch has played for more clubs than Lionel Messi and is therefore more versatile and a better player
1: Graham Branch Fact of the Week It's the Graham Branch Fact of the Week Excellent. There we go. First Graham Branch fact of the week. Uh, We have not got a fall on a bougie Hall of Fame set up for this uh, week, just because we've both been quite lazy about it. Uh, We've done 40 minutes now, though, so I think that it's time to get on to this year's signings. I think I've got them all down. If I've missed any, I'm sure that you will comment And also I haven't included all of the youth team signings that we've made because there's been loads of them as well as the club sort of builds off the field. I presume what they want to be another sort of stronger youth team as well. So I think we should start with a man who's already been mentioned. Mr. John O'Sullivan joins us from Morecambe. 32 previous appearances for Stanley. Uh, He said when he joined over two spells, that was, um, he said that he joined it last month. That he he feels like he has something to prove and he has unfinished business at Accrington. Um, he had an incredible last year at Morecambe. I I agree with his with his sentiments there though. I think that when he came to us the second period, you know, in in his first his first loan spell, he had thirteen appearances, four goals. When he came back to us the second time, he sort of stuttered and he, he struggled to get going, didn't he? Are you are you looking forward to seeing John wear the Stanley Red again?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, I've nothing but fond memories of John O'Sullivan. Uh, I remember him sort of systematic, systematically ripping Northampton Town apart away. It was a 5 4 win. Uh, and for those of us lucky enough to be present, it was the second coming of Coley. So I'd booked to go to this game. I went through a stage in the BT area where I was just ticking off grounds and we couldn't get anyone to go with us because we were, you know, it was insipid, really. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going, got the train on my own. And uh, I always remember I was drinking in a pub in Northampton and doing you over here, strange having conversations. Two old, old geese at the bar, and one of them goes. Anyway, the uh, the doctor said I uh, I shouldn't drink again because of my heart. Four Jäger bombs, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I I always remember it it just sticks in the mind. But uh, yeah, so I went down the we one five four really entertaining game end to end. I think we were four one up at one point. Uh, then they got it back to four three, and then we sealed it. Sean Maguire played very well that game as well. But it was just such a release. You know, uh, the the second coming, the end of the BT era, swashbuckling Corley attacking football was back. And we won his first three games. And it was all, you know, it was was the Messiah returning. So, yeah, nothing but good memories of John O'Sullivan. Speaks well. But I think he's he's got it in his head now. He wants to win titles. I mean, this little tin pot thing you get at at Wembley for coming forth, it's all well and good, but it's about titles. You know, they haven't won one since the 60s. Uh, they, they, they won the uh, the Lancashire combination, finishing above the mighty Guinness Exports FC. Um, so he, he wants to win titles, you know. So fair play to the lad, moving across to uh, to the bigger of the two clubs and I uh, hope he thrives.
1: Yeah, he's coming home, isn't he? I think I think he'd agree with that. I think he's, he's yeah. he'd, he'd agree with the fact that he's coming home. Um, yeah, like you say, an exciting player. I think someone who probably does have, who feels like he's got a point to prove in League One. And certainly to Accrington fans, I'm looking forward to seeing him, to seeing those little runs again, those little jinking, dropping his of his shoulders, quick nippy pace. Yeah, I'm really excited to see him back. Now, next up, someone for me who I, th- I think is the pick of the signings. Me personally, someone who I'm I'm very a, a massive fan of. You know, just from following lower league football, playing football manager playing FIFA over the years, but we've signed Harry Pell. um, Over 200 EFL appearances, like I said there, anyone who follows lower league football knows exactly who this man is. We've enticed him away from the south of England, we've enticed him away from being the captain at a club, Um, and he's still only 29 years old. So it, it feels like a real scoop, this, and it was done very, very early. And like John O'Sullivan, we've given him a very, very long contract as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's a bit of people don't seem to realise how big a coup that is. Really, um, he's, a, he's such an experienced professional. He's always caused us problems when he's played on the crown before. Big lad knows what the game's about. Still young enough to to have something to prove, whilst experienced enough to sort of guide the young lads. Yeah, really excited to see him. I think he'll be a great addition, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and I don't think we, we can't comment anything more than what you know what we've seen against us, can we? And I think that he's put in some really good performances. He looks strong. He, he seems massive. I always thought of him as being like six foot ten whenever I saw him. But like you say, he's gonna have a really good mix there of sort of youthful exuberance. But with the um you you flicked your eyebrows at me though. Were you not were you not expecting me to say something like that?
0: I, I just think it's always nice when you when you dust off the old thesaurus. That's yeah. Like.
1: There we go. Youthful exuberance with um experience <laughs> uh, but yeah so really exciting to see him uh, and like you said enticing him away he's never played in the north before so it's That's really really form. impressive yeah of course welcome harry
0: i know this will sound silly but if, if you look at his tweets his attitude's bang on so he, he put a tweet the other day they're on four and four and B Junes and he put something about whoever, whoever said it's grim up north is you know basically talking bollocks So he seems to be adapting well and really enjoying it and sort of enjoying shaking off that stereotype that he had of the the cloth hats and clogs.
1: True, true. You know, I hope he does very, very well. I think someone who's going to help Seamus Keneally in leading the team. Um, Okay, then next up, James Trafford signed on loan from Manchester City. You know, obviously I'm not gonna lie and tell you that I've seen anything other than that two minute montage that the club puts out of a youth team goalkeeper. Yeah. But I think that going off what we saw from Baxter last season, I can see Coley starting him. You know, as, as good as Toby was, you know, in spells last year, I think that if, if James Trafford is is sort of anywhere near the goalkeeper that Nathan Baxter is, then he starts in that first game at Wickham yeah. for me.
0: Well, that's, I mean, I've heard the, the renaming the crossbar, Trafford Bar, but that, that might just be a, an urban myth. Nice geographical niche joke for you there. Uh, headline writer's dream, you know, Trafford at the centre of everything. That's another one you can have if you are from the observer. £5 cash in hand, you know. <laughs> um, but again, if you look at how good was last year, £5, that's a very underwhelming uh, fee for my services. I'll have to go back to the agent. Yeah, you need but, to raise um, yourself more, mate. Yeah, well, you've got to get in the door and you can start to charge more. That's what I always say. And it rhymes as well. I was, I'm a poet, and I didn't realise it. That's what they say. Um, that's a deliberate non-rhyme. Anyway, James Trafford. If you look at the impact Baxter had, if you can get anywhere near that, to be honest, we're flying, aren't we? I mean, Man City—they're no mugs. Pep's no mug, is he? So we're hoping for a bit more of uh, a young Edison and a young, you know, Claudio Bravo, uh, a keeper who can actually use his hands would be would be helpful. Um, but yeah, he seems to have his head screwed on. Young lad, talks well in his interviews, down to earth. And uh, it's always a gamble with these young keepers. You're either going to get a Betanelli or you're going to get a Matt Macy. Um, but let's see how it goes. I mean, if we need to fall back on Toby. You know, he started to play quite well towards the end of last season. And, uh, you know, especially what well, it was one of the match at Portsmouth, wasn't he, on the last day? So he's, he's, he's come leaps and bounds. So we've got him to, to fall back on. But I say fall back on. Coley likes to have that dynamic with his sort of almost two number ones, doesn't he? and likes them to push each other and go back and forth. He's always done that. You know, look at Etherington and Mooney, you know, Chapman and Parrish. He, he likes to have that dynamic.
1: You know? Yeah, he does. And like you say, I think if, if we can sort of harness that, a young lad again, we are point to prove playing senior football, it's going to be a positive thing for us. And we've got him for a season as well which is can only be good, well, unless he drops four in on first day and they sack him off and send him back to the Etihad. But there we go. Somebody else that we've got on loan then who, again, seems like a massive scoop is Joe Mbongo from our friends at Burnley. Massively rated. Rated hugely by our friend uh, Kaz Faz as well. Tells us all the time how good he is. Again, not seeing much of him because I'm not watching massive amounts of Burnley reserves play. But he has some Premier League appearances off the subs bench last year. He's massively rated and apparently he was sought after by a lot of championship teams on loan as well. So I've no idea how we've got him in, but yeah. it's probably a positive thing again. And it shows that the club is able to sort of do these deals and get them over the line. And Accrington, you know, we had Phillips last year it seems that Accrington is becoming a place where top managers and top teams can trust the players to go.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to build up that dynamic with, with Burnley, you know, because we're five miles down the road. It's easy for them to keep tabs on his progress. It's easy for them to send scouts to come and watch him. But like you say, it's a coup. A lot of clubs rate him. A lot of championship clubs are sniffing. He's, he's got Premier League minutes for Burnley. Um, like you say, it's, it's testament to the clubery that we've pulled this off. So, you know, the financial side is there with our contributions now. And also, you know, it can't go unnoticed by these big clubs, the way we play. I mean, if you're Burnley, you don't want a promising young striker playing hoofball for eight months. You want him to go to a team that get the ball down and play, and Coley does that. And that's, Coley's got a reputation for that as well, which is sort of paying dividends now. Great you're looking forward to him.
1: Yeah, really looking forward to him. And someone that I think can push the front two as well if they are still there and really push them for the place in the side. Can only be a positive thing. Okay then, so moving on again, we've got Tommy Lee that we have signed from uh, the Dog and Duck. Um, again, somebody, some lad on Twitter will tell you that he's an incredible player who they've known loads about and they saw him when he was a young kid and blah, blah, blah. No one's seen Tommy Lee play apart from John Coleman, probably, or whoever scouted him. We know absolutely nothing about him, but quite an impressive haircut. And if that's anything to go off, I think he'll be a success.
0: Yeah, another sort of archetypal Corley signing, really. Sort of, uh, you know, dicking about a Regis town, picked him up on a, on a, you know, for relatively. I don't know if it was a free or there was a small fee, but either way. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. If it goes I think, it, I think up,
1: it was undisclosed, the face. Yeah, so. If he goes, it
0: goes, it goes tits up, it's it, it's fine. It's not a big loss. And uh, the worst case thing you can do is just loan him out again. And he might be better in two or three seasons. You just don't know. For every Colby Bishop, there's a, there's a, what was he called? Adam Morgan, you know. Mm. So it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? True,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Adam Morgan came from Liverpool, though, as well, to be fair, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay then they then. put
0: Kers and Ashton, so...
1: Yes, he did. Uh, scored against Wimbledon in the FA Cup. Patrick. Um, so, other than that, then, Archie Proctor, who, uh, you know, comes with... Obviously, he comes with the family name. Anybody who's supported Stanley for longer than two years, uh, which I know some people may not have done, but they'll know that he comes, you know, he's he's the nephew of Andy Proctor, isn't he? Who walks on water. Um, and yeah, I don't know. What did you think of that one? Because he, he comes from AFC Wimbledon, yeah? He's not played any any football though.
0: You know what? I love it. I love it. I love, it. I love a story like that. And uh, one, it made me feel very old very quickly. And two, that picture of him, yeah. coming out as a mascot next to Brocky and the quote where this is where I fell in love with football. He's making all the right noises and he's pressing all the right buttons. I, I, I hope, I hope he goes on to do really, really well, you know, prop to the next generation. God, can you so, imagine that
1: building a dynasty? Got a,
0: got a ring around, it? Got a ring to it. Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, don't, there you don't, go. Tell, tell your mate, tell your mate Alex Mullin not to get any ideas. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's nowhere near that side. Um, so there we go then, yeah. So they're the big ones that I picked up on. Have I missed any any signings that you remember there or not?
0: Nothing, nothing major. A few young lads have signed on, but uh...
1: young lads, like you say, something that I think the club, you know, as part of its its building sort of scheme at the minute, we're trying to build a you, you know, a quality youth setup as well, which you know can only be it can only be a good thing. Um, and of course, we lost Mark Hughes as well, which is a big loss in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and again, you can't you can't blame him. What was he, thirty three, thirty four? Gone for a final two year deal, big money. You know, it's, it sets him up before he retires. Great servant, always welcome back at the crown. And uh, if you're having to go up players at that age, move in for a few quid, you've you've lost your mind, really. You know, in my you do, opinion. and
1: and I it hasn't been released yet, but it's going to be released in the next couple of weeks. But he did also do an interview with me as well. Um, which of course this was before his move but an absolute gentleman only had only had positive things to say about the club and yeah. i don't begrudge him going and getting a better move for his family really
0: and a great drummer as well
1: an incredible incredible you know, I was just thinking, musician I
0: don't, I don't know why this is coming to my head the 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 the, sort of the signing of gary roberts last year's last season it was almost like a fever dream i was like i just remember that happened oh yeah gary roberts came back for one game didn't he oh yeah
1: Yeah, and they had that really underwhelming entrance video for him, didn't they? Where he was just walking around the corner.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you got a two-page spread out of the Observer for it. Um, Everyone was like, that's it, we are going up, Gary Roberts, here we go. (laughs) And then he he had sort of 10 minutes at uh, Charlton away, didn't touch the ball, and that was it. You know, fair fair play to him. Yeah, he got a thousand words out of
1: me there, which I'm sure if I read back now would be... I don't think I could be any further from being correct on that um if I tried. But yeah, you're right. So there we go. All the best to Mark as well. All the best to the new signings going into the new season. Um the club's busy off the pitch as well. Um you know, that building's coming up and we're seeing loads of tweets about it and stuff like that. Can't wait to get in there and see what that's about. I don't think that's going to be ready for the start of the new season though because they're, they're moving people around and stuff aren't they in, in the seats.
0: Yeah, I know I heard about February time. Whether that's accurate, I don't know. But uh, it's going to be great to have a facility that the, the town can use and the community can use as well. You know, I, I believe the long-term plan is for that to make money away from football. Obviously, we'll make a lot of money on match days as well, but for it to be you know, self-sufficient away from the football, weddings, christenings, birthdays, things like that, uh, it'll obviously give us some long-awaited actual corporate experience. You Because know, at the moment, the corporate experience has been pretty much a donation to the club, hasn't it? You know, you get some you get some popcorn and some hot dogs and a team sheet. It's more of a you know a, a giving thing really. So it'd be nice to have that and be able for, for 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 companies and local local businesses that have backed the club so so well in the last couple of years to to experience that. And it's just a very professional, tidy little ground now. It's no different to anything else you'd get in League One or League Two. You can't knock it. It's not it's not shit all acky, which I loved anyway. You know, I love the couch, I love the no-roof later and end, I love the horrible bogs in a way. Uh, but uh, you know, time time moves on. And so do we. It's uh, really it's a home we can be proud of, and the Stadio del Crown, you know, is something the town can be proud of. Really, to have a facility like that, it's it's uh, it's, it's all it's all systems go. It's an exciting time to be a Stanleyite at the moment. It is, and it's only it only seems to be getting better, doesn't it?
1: Um, with that in mind, then we I just want to end on what are your hopes for the season then? Where do you, you know, what what would you like to get out of the season? What would you like to get out of it short term, long term, what are we looking at? What do you truly feel is going to happen this year and, and what is going to, you yeah. know, as a Stanley fan, what what can we be expectant of?
0: I mean, in terms of what I expect what I want, I mean, people will probably think I'm a little bit sort of beige here, but I always take staying up. I would like a cup run if possible. Um, You know, the only two things we haven't achieved in my lifetime are playing Blackburn a competitive game and playing at Wembley. So, one of those would be nice. But realistically, I think we'll be at least mid table. And I think the only reason we'll be mid table is if we drop away from the playoff chase again. I think we'll have a really, really good go. Um, And, like you say, as long as we don't get the, the run of bad luck we had last year, as long as we're a bit more streaky, you know, rather than having the sort of you know, one one loss out of 12 and then one win in 15 sort of run like we did last year. If we can just sort of, you know, win three, lose two, be consistent like that, we're going to be there or thereabouts. There's no... I mean, I haven't seen too much of, um, you know, the big guns. I haven't seen too much of Wednesday. So I don't know how they're going to fare. Well, they were shit Sunderland, last year. Yeah. And like you say, Sunderland now, the parachute money starting to, to stop. So they have to cut the cloth accordingly. You know, they lost Will Grigg to... um he got to not to, not Will Grigg, White wasn't it? Charlie White went to Wigan, didn't he? Which is a, a big coup for Wigan. We're going to splash in the cash. They've got a new sort of Arabic money uh, involved, um, which I know a few people have raised eyebrows about. So I think there are two or three clubs you'd expect to be challenging, but pound for pound, we're going to have a really good go. I'm going to put my neck out and say we're going to come ninth. Beautiful. We'll float with the play. We'll float with the playoffs and drop away ninth. Excellent. Yeah, I
1: think, like you say, I am always, always, always the person who says, I think we'll come 20th. That's fine by me. I usually say, you know, I think, sorry, I will I always say I'd take 20th, but I think we'll come about 16th, 17th. I think this year we've, I think we'll be optimistic. I think we'll do similar to last year. And I think, again, that's not us treading water. I think that's just a positive thing for us again and building off, the back of the COVID stuff, back at getting people back in the ground, and all this work that's going off off the pitch as well. So I, I'll say, I'll say that we'll go one, but I, f- I say we'll, f- I think we'll go 12. And I in think- that though, what I would like to see us do this year, because as Cole has alluded to it a few times over the last couple of years, I'd really like to see us target the Turd Trophy. I'd mm-hmm. really like us to try and get to Wembley. Because I think that
0: that would be the crowning glory of, of John Coleman, really. Um, yeah, it would be good. I mean, once you, once you get it, one, the, the chuck a tour, it's one of those, isn't it? When you win a few games, you start to you start to become invested in it. I mean, we had Salford away; that was quite fun apart from the performance. Um, you do get into it after a while. I also hope off the pitch we chuck we chuck a lot of promotion at these Category C games, the fifteen quid games. Because if we're riding high, Gillingham are coming to town. It's fifteen quid. You've got to push that, push it and push it. You know, push that, the pound a pint thing. The town are interested. You know, the town are interested again. Even people who don't go to the football will ask you, how did Stanley get on? Which wasn't the case for a long time. So we'll push those games. And the other thing as well that, um, that I think needs saying is just how much of a vent and how much of a relief and how much of an escape that team provided last year as well. You know, in, in unprecedented times, in, for a town that, you know, hasn't always seen the best of times anyway, you know, prior to a pandemic, it gave people something to believe in. I mean, how exciting was it when, I, you know, I, was, I, was, I gave you a, a quick zoom after the Lincoln game where we got a last minute equaliser and you're like, they're top of the league and we smashed them and should have won. We're going up. We're actually going up, you know, and you believe the Charlton away was probably the pinnacle for me. On sky, 2 0, smashed them, outclassed them. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to do it. And to have that hope, you know, we didn't really, we weren't mathematically out of the equation until sort of like April, really, March, April. We hung on for a long time. It was only that, that Pompey draw at home that killed us. Um, so it's like you say, to be any, anywhere past January, really, and still be still be in touching distance of promotion was an outstanding achievement, uh, one that kept a lot of people sane during the pandemic. And they deserve that team who grafted like, you know, grafted like that. Without fans, deserve every ounce of our support when we can, can get back on the Crown for league games.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't I say anything more myself? Well, we're back in the groove of things, mate. That's episode one done. We will be back coming in your ears very, very soon. Good evening, Mr. Gibson. Good evening, Squire. Thank you for tuning into Raw Milk. Our theme music is Mr. Powder by Deja Vega. Our producer is Scott Bolton. Follow us at Raw Milk Zine on Twitter and Instagram and Raw Milk Fanzine on Facebook. You can also download, subscribe, and like all of our podcasts at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Up the Reds!